This is WSFI Spotlight, a conversation with Catholics living in the light. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of WSFI Spotlight on WSFI 88.5 FM. I'm your host, Angela Tomlinson, and with me today is Dr. Peter Howard, the founder and president of Heroic Families. Dr. Howard earned his doctorate in sacred theology from the Pontifical University of St. Thomas Aquinas in Rome, Italy. Dr. Howard is an adjunct professor of theology at the Avila Institute for Spiritual Formation, and his theological expertise lies predominantly in Mariology and the teachings of Venerable Fulton J. Sheen. He is the author of the 2015 book, The Woman, The Mystery of Mary as Mediatrix and the Teaching of Fulton J. Sheen. He is a national speaker and author of the 2015 book I just mentioned, and he is going to be offering a free talk on Fatima, the 100th anniversary entitled Fatima 2017, Mary's Triumph of Our Hope, A Final Warning, at St. Lucy's Parish right here in our backyard, St. Lucy's Parish in Racine on Tuesday, May 9th, which will be sponsored by St. Lucy's Women of the Spirit and the Knights of Columbus. Dr. Howard, that's quite a mouthful. I thank you for joining us and welcome to the show. Thank you, Angela. It's great to be on your show. Thank you. So we're looking forward to having you at WSFI territory. What is it that happened in Fatima 100 years ago? Well, uh, first off, what happened 100 years ago was uh, really a whole new uh, changing point, kind of a pivot point in history. Um, 1917 was a year of tremendous revolution, and uh, we we have the, the Russian Revolution of 1917, um, you also had it was the anniversary, the 200th anniversary of um, Freemasonry, and and then of course then you have Fatima, and it comes at a time during World War One, uh, which was supposed to be the war that to end all wars, and uh, at a time where the world was really trying to find its bearing and where to go from there, we have uh, God sending His own Mother to this little hamlet uh, to give an urgent message. Uh, to the world through three little children who I always like to remind people were so young in their age you know it was they were uh, 10 9 and 7 and so um, it really was a, it was a year of revolution where God was asking through his mother what side are you going to be on because the world's abandoning me quickly and um, this this is an act of mercy but this is also a warning because this is a, a, a very destructive path that you're on so I think that's the kind of a, a brief part of what happened over um, in, in 100 years ago and how Our Lady then appeared six times from May 13th to October 13th um, with an with a, a important message of conversion, penance, reparation, pray the rosary. I mean, a lot of really, really to the heart of what it means to be a Christian. Um, and then, of course, there's lots of interest, too, when it comes to the, you know, the, the so-called secrets of Fatima. Um, when there's really, you know, people say there's, there's three secrets and, you know, are there more? And uh, I don't really want to spend much time on that, but essentially, though, the there's really, as the Holy See said, there's one secret that has three parts to it, and two of which we've known uh, for a long time, the vision of hell that Mary showed the children, um, and then also uh, she uh, the remedy that she gave, she said, you know, to, to prevent these souls from going into hell, and there were a lot of them, by the way, for people who say there's nobody in hell, that's are right. We hear the hope. <laughs> <laughs> we hear the hope of an empty hell. We just had someone yeah. who told us that um, there is a hell, but Saint Teresa of Avila supposedly said there's no one necessarily in it. So, what would you say to that? 
Well, I'm not exactly sure of that quote from uh, St. Teresa. I think, um, I think the, uh, the important thing is this, is that we know there are souls in hell. Um, otherwise, we'd have to discredit anything Our Lady has said in various other church teachings. Um, but we don't know who's in hell. And I think that's the biggest part, is that you know, we can't judge who is in hell. Correct. We, nobody knows exactly um, if, you know, from that. So we know who's in heaven because we know the saints. But that's the thing. I think it was Blessed Angelo Foligno that our Lord appeared to and said, I do not tell people what I did to Judas so that they will never underestimate the power of my mercy. And I think that's relatively the quote there. So this vision was, you know, to these little kids. Uh, it, it was, uh, obviously, it shook them up. Lucia said if, we, if Our Lady wasn't there, they would have died of fear. But then immediately Our Lady goes into the remedy of hope um, and she's very specific. She says, I'm calling for a devotion to my Immaculate Heart, and uh, specifically consecration to Russia, or of Russia to her. And, you know, and, that, and I think that kind of begins a huge launching point for a conversation, like, what does she mean by that? And rather than getting into all the, you know, the controversies of the consecration of Russia, because clearly it was accepted uh, when John Paul II did so, St. John Paul II did so in 1984, <laughs> Interesting year that he does that. You know, the, the famous 1984 George Orwell that spoke of the world slavery, and here yes. he is, John Paul II, fulfilling the the request of Our Lady to consecrate the world, including Russia, to her Immaculate Heart. And then Sister Lucia, in her own memoirs, uh, had shared that Our Lady accepted it. So that's good enough for me, and that's, I think that's good. That should be good enough for anybody else. Yes. If you're listening out there, uh, you might have just turned on the radio. We're at WSFI 88.5 FM. We're having a conversation with Dr. Peter Howard, who's coming to St. Lucie's in Racine. And Dr. Howard is talking about the 100th anniversary of Fatima. Dr. Howard, we call it a celebration. Is it a celebration? And, and what is it that we're celebrating? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, we celebrate, uh, I think, a great message of mercy um, and a great message of hope, and, and, and also um, we, we celebrate God's patience. Um, I think it, it can be misleading when we revisit the significance of, of 1917 and why Our Lady appeared, because here we are 100 years later, and the world is worse off than ever, and it doesn't take much to, to see that. Uh, and I, I sometimes give shocking statistics to people when I talk about I think with like two, over 270 million people have been killed by the death of the government in just the 20th century alone. Wow. You know, two world wars, hundreds of undeclared wars, over one billion babies who have been murdered from abortion. This is not a, this is not a, a society that has embraced the message of Fatima. Um, and so I think what we're celebrating is what I call the last call. Um, I think this is... A, that God is so merciful that in light of this, He's giving us really one final chance, because it doesn't take private revelation or any of these kinds of things to see that the, the clock, that's a, you know, it's kind of that nuclear clock approaching midnight, is about 11.59, and the seconds are moving. Um, and, you know, we, this is a message that we should be celebrating in the light of, we need to get this out, saying, here is the remedy. We have an answer to all this. And we need to we need to, we have to respond right now. Well, let me ask you a question, Doctor Howard. You know, our ladies appeared many times in history. What, what do you see as different with Fatima, or why has Fatima stood out? Well, I think the first reason is because of that historical 
significance and what was going on in the world. Um, and Fulton Sheen kind of nailed it when he, he said something in one of his writings where he was saying how the, the, the Russians taught that when, um, when the world would abandon God, he would send his son to save it. And when the, uh, when the world would turn its back on, on, a, on the sun, then uh, in that dark hour, he would send his mother to illumine the world. And it wasn't a coincidence that what took place in 1917, especially in Russia, which was kind of the launch point of so many of the, of the philosophical diseases that have pervaded the world today, yes, um, in the social Marxist socialism, communism, and all that, that he sends his mother in the same exact month of the revolution. And so, um, you know, that's just one area of significance there. The other areas of significance is why would God send his mother to a hamlet um, in Portugal, that's named after, that shares the name of the daughter of Muhammad, you know, who's the the founder of Islam. So that from all we, uh, for the rest of time, she will be known as Our Lady of Fatima. And so now this is something that Fulton Sheen also saw as a prophetic gesture uh, of God, saying that there's hope for the Muslims who who speak very highly of Mary in light of the other inconsistencies, the many inconsistencies that they have in their teaching, uh, one of the rare oddities, I guess you could say, of Islam is their openness to Mary. And so um, that's another part that's very significant. And then I think the, the biggest part that was significant is Our Lady in her specificity of what, you know, if somebody asked, what do I need to do to get rid of this cancer? Or let's you know, speak about it in terms of the world. What do we have to do to really get back to God? Our Lady saying, here's a prescription for you. Do these things, and you will have a restoration like the world has never seen. So I think that's why Fatima is so significant, because it's also saying, if we don't do these things, um, the path to, to destruction will be rapid and, and beyond your imagination. So Yes. Well, I know this, there is an uneasiness about the times that we're living in, and uh, maybe you could just touch on why Our Lady of Fatima is relevant for our times. I think you mentioned about the, um, the rise of the communistic philosophy, and you also, in 1917, I just heard, I don't know if it's true, I just heard on um, the radio that that was the year that Planned Parenthood kind of got its, its wings as well. But why do you see this mm -hmm. as being, you know, relevant for our times and the culture that we live in? Well, I think most importantly is that Mary is the symbol of life. Um, Mary is a symbol of womanhood, of motherhood. She's the ideal feminine. And um, to, to go back to Fulton Sheen again, um, he said something really profound. He said the level of any civilization is the level of its womanhood. And here she is who has come into history, sent by, by her son, to bring life and light in, in the, uh, the greatest cultures of death that we knew of. She did it in Guadalupe, uh, in Mexico City, in Tepeyacil in 1531, and now she does it again when the world, which is very interesting that you mentioned that connection with the founding of Planned Parenthood, which has, you know, even, uh, deeper roots back in the 19th century with the eugenics movement. Um, but it's very interesting you mentioned that because that, that does, that ties in something even, even more of Mary is the one, she's the mother of life, and where she comes, it's, uh, you know, that's her purpose, is she's going to bring the one who is the way, the truth, and the life into society in a way that's powerful. So, 
And the other thing is that we can't forget what was said about her prophesied in Genesis 3.15. She will crush the head of the serpent. So when she arrives in the world scene, it means that there's very serious things going on, and she means business. There is tremendous evil that has to be uh, stamped out, literally, and she's going to She's going to be a part of that, but she's not going to do it exclusively. She's going to ask us to, to, to be a part of that. Yes, yes. So, Dr. Howard, I'm afraid we're going to have to take a break right now. Uh, for those of you who are just tuning in, you're listening to WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. I'm your host, Angela Tomlinson, and it is our privilege to have a guest, Dr. Peter Howard, who is the founder and president of Heroic Families. And um, we're lucky enough to have Dr. Howard coming to our listening area. Dr. Howard, before we take a break, just one quick question. Um, Are you also, I know this year is going by so fast, are you also available in other areas to to talk about this subject if people want to bring you to their parish? Absolutely. It's, it's pretty much where I'm focusing all my energy this year, is to get into as many parishes as possible, which is why I'm offering as a free talk and making it as easy for people to get me out there. Um, you know, this, the schedule fills up as time goes on, but uh, there are uh, so many opportunities to do so. I'll be in Florida at the end of May, beginning of June, so if any, anybody in Florida knows, you know, uh, there's different areas around the country, so I'm open to wherever Our Lady opens that door. Well, hats off to St. Lucy's for bringing you here. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back in two minutes. And here we go. Hi, this is Wes Riccio from the Holy Family Catholic Bookstore. If you have a child, grandchild, or godchild being baptized, receiving their first Holy Communion, or being confirmed, remember that Holy Family has the area's largest selection of gifts, accessories, and supplies to make their special day more memorable. For baptism, we have cradle medals, baby Bibles, wall crosses, and nightlights. We have beautiful baptismal gowns and accessories, as well as invitations and cards. If you have a First Holy Communion in your family, we have a wide variety of mass books and gift sets, rosaries and medals. We have exquisite veils for the girls and ties for the boys, along with all of the necessary party supplies. Our suggestions for new confirmants include personal-sized Bibles, prayer books, and other spiritual readings that can follow them through their lifetime. And don't forget the godparents and sponsors. We have gifts and cards for them as well. The Holy Family Catholic Bookstore is at 9249 Old Green Bay Road, Pleasant Prairie, Wisconsin. More information is available on Facebook. Want an example of a false sense of security? How about relying on the life insurance you get through work to pay for all of your final expenses? Do you have plans to retire someday? Or do you plan on working for that company for the rest of your life? The fact is, you may lose your life insurance when you leave a company. I'm Matt Tomlinson from Catholic Financial Life, and I invite you to share your hopes and dreams with me. To discuss your options for protecting your family, call me at 847-548-MAT. That's 847-548-6288. Products and services not available in all states. Hello, I'm Bill Wennington from the Church of St. Mary's and the Chicago Bulls. I, I believe Catholic Radio is important for all of us out there listening to help us through days when maybe our faith is being challenged by many different obstacles that are put in our way. And 
It's a chance to reflect and just think and hear stories from other people that maybe are going through the exact same issues that we are going through and how they have struggled and how they are getting through their problems today. WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio is committed to bringing quality Catholic programs to our local community. We only can do that with your financial support. Take a moment now to donate online at wsfiradio.org or mail your tax-deductible donation to WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. That's WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. Donations of any amount are greatly appreciated. And welcome back, everyone. This is Angela Tomlinson, your host today for this episode of WSFI Spotlight. Our guest is Dr. Peter Howard, who is the founder and president of Heroic Families. And Dr. Howard will be coming to speak here in WSFI land. He'll be at St. Lucie's Parish in Racine for a free talk on Tuesday, May 9th. Thanks and hats off to the St. Lucie's Women of the Spirit group and the Knights of Columbus there. And welcome back, Dr. Howard, welcome back. Thank you, Angela. Thank you. So we were talking about uh, Lady of Fatima, whose anniversary is May 13th. And, uh, you know, we may know the history and messages of a Lady of Fatima, but what, what questions should we be asking ourselves about it today? Well, I think that's the question of the whole interview, and I think at the basis of why uh, I feel compelled to get this message out there, because I think the first question is this, do I really believe that she appeared there and that she gave these messages? If I do, there is an enormous responsibility that comes with that. If I believe that Our Lady has asked us to do penance, 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 and has asked us to do make reparation for the world. She's asked us to pray every day the rosary. She's asked us to consecrate ourselves to her immaculate heart. The question is, am I, le- am I, am I living these things? Does my life reflect that I really believe in these things? And, and I think that's, uh, that's the very first uh, and, and most important question that I think we should be asking ourselves is, are these messages of our Blessed Mother being lived dynamically in my life and in my family. I, I'd start there. Yeah, you know, I think I noticed on the flyer, Dr. Howard, about family consecration to Mary. Mm-hmm. What, what, is, what does that entail? Well, family consecration is, is how Our Lady really presented this, um, this devotion to her Immaculate Heart uh, during the message of Fatima. And then by the end, there was something really interesting where she, uh, in the final uh, apparition on October 13th, she appeared in various different forms. And she, uh, one, of the, one of the forms that she appeared was Our Lady of Mount Carmel, which we know there's an association with uh, Our Blessed Mother and the giving of the brown scapular to the Carmelite order, the brown scapular being an exterior sign of one's interior con- uh, consecration, but then she also appears with the Holy Family, and where the baby Jesus gives a, a blessing, to also point to the fact that this is ultimately a family mission, that she's there. She is there to restore God's family. And where does consecration begin? Where does that life really begin? But in our family. You know, we consecrate, uh, the popes have consecrated the Church in places, 
But remember that the uh, the family is called the domestic church, and so it's kind of like each individual cell that is within the, the mystical body is is each family, and that's how Our Lady's triumph comes about is by each family making a consecration to her, because once we're under her mantle, then the fruits of what she desires to give us is they they can be fully experienced in the world. Wow, and the family <laughs> under such attack today. So there's your contrast, good and evil, isn't it? The family that we feel the attack from all the different... Does, does the consecration of the family, is that an antidote to this? Absolutely. Well, it was Sister Lucia who was told that the final battle that, or she shared this with a Cardinal Kafara, who was the founder of the Pontifical Institute for Marriage and the Family, he wrote to her, um, and he received a response that he wasn't expecting, and she shared with him that the final battle between God and Satan will be over marriage and the family. Wow. Well, <laughs> we don't need to do, we don't have to do anything but look at maybe two headlines, and you know, just open our eyes and ears for just a few minutes to see that that battle is you know 100 percent full on us right now. Yes. So um, one question you you talked earlier about the consecration. To um, that Russia be consecrated. Now I still hear that back and forth on the news and questions about whether Russia has been consecrated or not. What, what's what's behind that? Well, the contra- the controversy is simply whether because the the name Russia was not used in the 1984 consecration of John Paul II, um, and. He, he had his reason for not doing that, but he alluded to it within the broader context of him consecrating the world. And when that question went to uh, Sister Lucia, she shared that Our, Our Lady did accept that consecration of Russia within that consecration that, that John and Paul did on the uh, March 25th was the Annunciation. And, um, and what's is interesting, too, because then with, it was within five years that the walls of communism come down and you know without a, a bullet being fired and yes. some people say well if that was really valid then why is there communism today well for the same reason why you know after a a, 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 a council in the church like the council of trend it took you know hundreds of years for that to be fully implemented we're only what 40 years or, or not even um past that and we've seen um some significant uh uh, conquerings of our Blessed Mother, but this is the point, I think the point is, is that we're part of this. You know, she never said the entire world is going to be renewed and her triumph will come overnight and everybody will be, you know, dancing in the streets holding hands. It's, it was the beginning, it's the beginning of the end, and I think that right now, as John Paul II also said, even before that consecration, that we're living in the final confrontation, and this is, you know, we're revisiting that message right now of Fatima, and I think, once again, that the, that the clock is, is, is uh, speeding up yes. for us to respond. And our clock is speeding up, and we only have a few minutes, Dr. Howard, but I do have two quick things. One is, um, what can we expect at your talk at St. Lucy Catholic Church in Racine that's coming up? And before we close, make sure you tell us a little bit about your apostolate and what, um, what Heroic Families uh, is all about. So you got a, a two-part question. Sure, Sure, Angela. Yeah, great. Thank you. Um, well, first, I think this interview has been fantastic. You did a great job <laughs> um, Thank you. facilitating it because it really does 
drop a lot of the teasers of things that I mentioned um, throughout the talk, but I also like to get into more depth, especially um, the importance of consecration, because at the end of the day, that really uh, is is the, at the heart of the message. Consecration, um, prayer uh, of the rosary, why are these things so important for us? How do we understand those things better? And then I... And if you go to this talk, to expect you're going to have a call to action. It's not enough for us to hear these things. Uh, Our Lady, just like right now, she's sharing these things through an interview like this, and knowledge is responsibility. So um, I just I just see everywhere I, I I'm sent to do these things. I see Our Lady has little pockets of victory around the country, little glimpse glimmers of the triumph because people respond to these things, and it transforms their families, it transforms their parishes. So. You know, that's uh, a teaser about that. And as far as uh, Heroic Families, it's a young uh, ministry that my wife and I founded um, just over uh, a year and a half ago, and it really was a response to the kinds of um, challenges that we found our own marriage and our own family going through, and looking in light of the signs of our times and seeing, wow, so many others are struggling with these kinds of things. Um, and so we focus on helping uh, families, especially the parents, to discover what God's unique purpose is for them in their life, because that's then going to translate in how they live their family, how they raise their kids, what sense of mission they have. And then we also have a message where we say, okay, that's, we move on from the, your purpose to how do you heal your family, how do you heal your marriage, because you can't do the most noblest of things if you've got broken legs or <laughs> you know, you have some other in- illness that has to be taken care of. And then we focus on the, the, the spiritual pillars that make today's heroic family. This is where the message of Fatima is a central part of that, because when we live that, these, this is the spirituality of the greatest saints. And then the last thing we focus on, really, is how do we then propel families with a sense of mission in a practical way? What kind of skills can they do to begin living this new mission of their life now, so that it's, you know, we don't just sit around and you know, we can get out there and change the world? That is so beautiful, Dr. Howard. Where, where would people find out more information about Heroic Families? Sure, you can go to heroicfamilies.com, and that pretty much has links to everything that we have. There, there's ways to subscribe to um, not just our newsletter, but I, I also offer uh, daily reflections for people, just real short. I try to keep <laughs> about three to five minutes max even as short as possible, but just to give um, some, some orientation to our, our, our daily life, often based on the scriptures and what's going on, uh, things that are, that are going on in our culture. Um, it's also access to how you can, if you're interested in booking uh, one of these talks, you know, I do parish missions, I do parish retreats, other kinds of events where I really unpack this message even further. That information is also there on the website. Um, we have the Heroic Families Leadership Event, which is a packaging of those four elements that I just um, spelled out for you for families that has been life-changing uh, for, for, some, for some families, and it really touches Chantal and I when we get these testimonies. So HeroicFamilies.com is a great place to start. We also have a, um, a Facebook page. Uh, just go to Facebook.com slash Heroic Families. Uh, Twitter account, also Heroic Families on Twitter. Um, and we're looking to grow and expand. We're just we're just a fledgling ministry, and we definitely need the assistance of people, uh, others out there who have a, a similar uh, passion to reach out. And, and we're trying to find ways to empower families 
uh, to really break out of the conventional boxes that many feel trapped in and get out, put faith and trust in God, and allow Him to do something uh, fantastic with not just your family, but through your family, you know, families reaching thousands of other families. So I think if you go to heroicfamilies.com, you're going to get a good uh, sense of, of what we're about. And then, of course, you can reach out to, to me personally um, for one of these talks or just to share um, what's going on, because we're really trying to get the pulse of what's going on in families so that we can respond to those needs as well. And Dr. Howard, you're right here in Illinois, is that right? I am. I am. We, we were nine months on the road when we first started the ministry. We went around uh, various parts of the country, and then we parked our wheels um, in the fall here in Peoria, Illinois, Amen. a place that's dear to my heart because it's Fulton Sheen land, and <laughs> a lot of good people out here, fantastic families. Um, yeah, just, just tremendous people out here that we love, and uh, good in the heartland. So we're here right now, and uh, it's, been a, it's been an adventure, so we always remain open to where God wants us, but this is where we are right now. That's it. And so we're going to have to sign off. Don't miss Dr. Howard at St. Lucie's Parish of Racine on May 9th. And this that's all the time WSFI we have. WSFI Spotlight. For more information on this or any other program, email info at wsfiradio.org.